everybody, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. We have a very, very special guest, and her name is Jenny Cook, and she has done some amazing things that we're going to learn about today. Just a little bit about her, she is an author and a minister. She's written an incredible book called Abba, talking a little bit about her own journey that we're going to hear more about. But not just that, she is also the founder of Love to the Nations, which is really a global missions organization that's really helping the Great Commission all over the place. And she comes from just a huge legacy of faith. Jenny is actually the granddaughter of Kenneth and Gloria Copeland and has spent years ministering alongside of them and has just seen um, the Lord do some amazing things. And she's about to step into some awesome, awesome, awesome sort of new initiatives that we're going to learn more about. And then here from Jenny just about how we too can be stepping out on those God dreams that are inside of our hearts and taking some risks and taking some bold steps of faith and not letting fear stop us, but moving forward and advancing on those things that are in your heart. So Jenny, thanks for being here today, joining oh, us. Oh, thank you, Eileen. This is so fun. Dallas, <laughs> inside this gorgeous industrial apartment of hers. Yes. It's so nice. So it's so good. And so we're just so glad to spend a few minutes with you. And you're just a great friend. And you just got like off the plane from Uganda. So, so we want to hear a little bit about that. But maybe first, Jenny, could you talk to us about about Love for the Nations and how that kind of came into being in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Eileen, I think that what's amazing is the first thing we bonded over was cupcakes and coffee. Cupcakes so and coffee. I, I just, <laughs> we, met, we met in D.C. and, yeah. you know, had our cupcakes and yeah. our coffee. And I just feel like that is the beginning of such a beautiful friendship. That's how it should be. All for the end of time. That's how we should move. Absolutely. Eternal. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. an eternal friendship. Yeah. Anyway, cool. so I'm very grateful for you and I'm honored to be talking with you. Um, but I, you know, growing up, my family's in ministry and I always knew that I was called to preach the gospel. I always knew that I was called to uh, tell people about Jesus. But growing up, um, I'm so grateful for my upbringing. Um, I, but I went to a lot of church, I went to a lot of meetings, a lot of services, and that's all so good. And it's made me like, it's such a pivotal part of who I am today. But sitting in those services and church and like, you go and you just dress up real nice and look and, you know, be at these services. But God started stirring my heart to not just go to church and not just go to meetings and not just go back and forth, but he started stirring my heart to get my hands dirty in ministry and like, and just be in the dirt with people. And so, you know, at the very beginning where I knew I was called to, to tell people about Jesus as God, you know, went season through season, started stirring my heart for what love to the nations really is and, and the heart of love to the nations. Um, and it's not just about, you know, me standing on a stage, holding a microphone, which like telling people the act of telling people is so important Mm -hmm. and telling people about the gospel. But my heart is that love to the nations would be a place that really aims to do life with people and is willing to get their hands dirty with people. And so, um, you know, that's really what God has stirred my heart for love to the nations to be is just, you know, in the hard places with people and, um, you know, just whatever, showing the love of God 
to people, the love of God through Jesus Christ in whatever way that looks like, whether it right. looks like telling them, whether it looks like giving them bread, whether it looks like yeah, whatever, yes, love can look so many different ways. So right. that's really my heart for love to the nations, that wherever there's need, that uh, we would be able to give that. Yeah, supply. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And gee, can you think back, Jenny, can you remember back in the early days when you had sort of one of those hands-on, um, hands-getting-dirty experiences, what that felt like for you to sort of, you know, feel that transformation of it's not just about services, it's about serving these people. What Can you remember a story, anything? Yeah, um, there have been a few times. I think I would consider um, when my ministry really began was um, I when I helped my grandparents for three years mm. and, um, they, they had an opportunity. I thought that God had wanted me to go out and preach the gospel. And he spoke to my heart to be available, which means to be suitable or ready for use. So in my mind, mm. I was thinking God was asking me to be available to go and preach and travel the world and okay. do all these things. Um, but my grandparents called me and said, Jenny, would you be available to help us and cook for us? And um, I had no prior experience, but it was really, I said yes. And so I spent three years in wow. the kitchen just helping them, having no idea what I was doing at all. How, did you know but, how to cook? Did you? No, no. And honestly, whenever I would cook for other people, like I remember cooking for my family and they got sick. <laughs> but um, so... Anyway, I was like, Lord, I'm like the last person that you would ever ask or that would make sense to ask. But, right. um, you know, for three years, I wasn't out in the open, wasn't mm. out standing on stages, but I was in the kitchen, you know, mm. and learning about what ministry really was in that servanthood. Wow. Uh, and so I have a lot of stories from there. But then as I launched out into full-time ministry, um, I've just learned that ministry is selfless. It's not mm. about yourself. And it's about whoever's standing in front of you. And it's wow. pouring out. It's pouring out your love fearlessly. I remember one time mm. going to Cambodia. That's so good. And, um, you know, honestly, this first time I was in Cambodia, I was a little bit afraid to just completely, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of disease. Okay, and, okay. At first, the first time I went to Cambodia, I remember being afraid to like fully love and hold the people. And then God started stirring my heart and just really like love wow. is fearless. And um, sometimes those people, wow. what those people need is someone to just embrace them wholly and fully and no, everybody's afraid to do it. But wow. the next time I went, God just started, God had changed my heart and just helped me know that when you go over to places like that where people are afraid mm. to go, we have to go in with this risky love, with this love wow. that's willing to touch the untouchable, to love those that nobody wants to touch, but that's exactly the people that need it and just need an embrace. So the second time I went, I remember wow. just letting go of all the fears and letting, and you can only do that by just mm. trusting in Jesus and yes. letting Jesus love yes. you first. Okay. Um, but I just remember going the second time and just fully embracing by the love of God, fully embracing those people. And, um, you know, now it's, 
it's one of the biggest honors to go mm. and, you know, someone who has never heard the gospel to be the person to say, Jesus loves you. Wow. Jesus wants you whole and healed and heals your broken mm. heart. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, you know, it's, it's, you seem so fearless and, you know, I, I love that about you. And would you ever say, Jenny, that in some of those early days or even in some of the projects that I, I really want to hear more about too, in just a moment, um, can you talk a little bit about, about that fear and about letting that perfect love cast out that fear? What does that look like for you in kind of some of these dreams that you've been stepping out on? Um, well, I think that anything, the thing about the gospel and the thing about the kingdom is you have to take risks. I think yeah. that people, um, people are afraid to step out because they feel like they have to have A, B, and C all figured out before stepping yeah. out. But the thing about God is that he, when he instructs, he's not going to give us all the details. That's why it takes faith. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's some things that are so, if I could be honest, I have no idea how they're going right. to happen. Right. Um, but he's not asking us to know how it's going to happen. He's just asking us to trust him. Mm. Um, and it really does come down to, do I trust his love for me? Do I know how much he loves me? Do I know how much he cares for me? Do I know that he has my best interest at heart mm. and so when I when That's I'm great. aware of That's that great. and just just lean into his love mm -hmm. and to his presence um it really makes all those fears just wash away you know mm. if we're if our hearts are filled with his love then there's no room for fear and there's temptations for sure I'm not going to be here standing here and think Right. That your flesh doesn't want to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that, or oh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's worth it. Love costs us something every time, and yeah. it's well worth the risk. So um, I think that it's just being rooted and grounded and established in the love of God and knowing he's not going to fail me. He never mm. has. Uh, that's what enables us to step out boldly and really realize that the responsibility of our lives, the responsibility mm -hmm. of our ministries and the effectiveness of all these things, it's not on our shoulders. Wow. All, all we have to do is love Jesus and be a vessel for him, wow. whatever that looks like. Wow, that's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. And, and Jenny, you have, um, I, I mean, just like you're speaking right now, um, you have also written so powerfully about this love of the Father and being, like you're saying, rooted and grounded and established in that. In, in your book, Abba, will you just kind of talk about what that book, you know, has been for you and the journey it took to write it? Yeah, um, I wrote Abba to young people whose parents had gone through divorce. And when I wrote it, um, I... I remember speaking with my friend and her husband wasn't in the picture at the time mm. and she had young children and I said, wouldn't it be um, really good if I wrote a book to young people whose parents had gone through divorce and as soon as I said it, it was like this fire started in my heart Wow! and wow. so as I started to write it, God just brought me through this journey and it made me dig through things and dig through things in my heart that mm. I really let like covered up with a rug. Yeah. But it, I mean... I just feel like through that journey and, 
you know, I've heard testimonies of people who have read it and as they're walking through the journey that God just was able, we were able to like put our hearts out before him and not feel like we're hiding anything. And he's able, he was able to heal places and deep wounds and deep hearted things that so many times we Mm. just don't want to look at or, or anything. You know, the other day I thought about this, I was in Africa um, this past week and you know, if you ever are in Africa, like this is going to be kind of gross, but I hope it's not too gross. But I was looking at my nails and um, my nails look really bad right now, but um, I was looking at my nails and they weren't painted. And so all I could see was like the dirt underneath my fingernails, which was disgusting. And so I'm like looking at this and it's impossible to like keep your, you know, you continually have to clean your hands so anyway my friend had this nail polish and so I was like can I borrow that so I started painting my nails and I just remember as I was doing it the Lord showed me that this is exactly what we can do in our lives that if we have dirt in our lives if we have things that we don't even want to look like all we have all we have to do is like get that nail polish and cover it up but it's still there we just don't see it and we're just not we're just not aware. So it's so nice. It's so pretty. But if anybody really knew what was under <laughs> under this nail polish, right. you would just, it would be gross. And right. you don't want it there anyway. And I just remember the Lord showing me that this is what people can do with like wounds in their lives and things that we don't want to look at. But, wow. you know, it's just clearing those things out and letting the Lord heal hearts. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what Abba is, is just this journey of the knowing the faithfulness of the Father's love in our lives. Wow. That it just, it holds us like an anchor. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, you know, being established in, in life, wow. we're going to have storms, but knowing that we're established um, and we're immovable in the love of God. Mm. So um, it's really a journey. It talks about healing in your heart, healing in relationships and yep. like yep. the brand new day, which is step parents and yep. all the things that you deal with yeah. when your yeah. parents go through divorce. Yes. So I love that. And yeah. the book has changed so many people's lives. I know um, I've heard of them personally. So I really recommend if you know anybody listening has experienced divorce or has friends that have experienced divorce uh jenny's book is is killer and it's called abba um jenny what do you think it is that keeps us sometimes at this arm's length distance you know from from this you know i love you you know the words that you're using about this fierce love of god or this immovable love of the father that is so lavish and is so generously um, being extended to us. What do you think it is that keeps us sometimes just just far enough away or just at a distance to not sense that love or not feel secure? I guess not love. I just love to hear your thoughts. (sighs) Yeah, I think that most of the time where it gets hindered is ourselves and our minds. Our minds, yeah. I, I was at a service one time and the... Um, and really, it, the mentality of being a child of God and really knowing what does that look like. Yeah. Um, I remember being in a service and the minister said, I want everybody to close their eyes and raise their hands and receive the love of Jesus as he's pouring it out. Okay. And so I remember um, 
being at uh, being at the service, and I closed my eyes, and I was raising my hands, and as I was doing that, and picturing Jesus mm. pouring down his love on me, I remember as it was reaching my heart, I started putting, I started thinking, but I didn't pray enough today, but I didn't do what you asked me today, mm. and all of these things that as God was pouring down his love on me, I started wow. to put conditions on it. And exactly. I just remember, That's I just so remember um, the Lord saying, Jenny, you're putting these conditions on love that I'm pouring out unconditionally. And when wow. God is pouring out his love on us, he's not looking at us, uh, looking at our shortcomings. He's not looking mm. at us thinking, well, I'll only pour this much love out because she didn't do everything I had asked her to do. Mm. But when he pours his love out on us he's pouring it out unconditionally without conditions what ones that put those limits and those filters on it thinking wow. we can't receive it like he's pouring out because we haven't done enough to receive or we you know the thing about god's love is we could never work hard enough to receive the magnitude of his love that's mm. where grace comes in and that's where his love comes in if we had to be perfect before receiving his love. He wouldn't wow. have died for us while we were still sinners. Wow. And so I just That's remember so taking yeah. those limits off of my heart, off of my life, mm. even if I felt like I didn't measure up. I think every mm. believer, everybody yeah. has those times where they have to get their mind out of the way and yeah. not think, oh, I didn't measure up. It doesn't matter how long you've been in ministry or church. Yep. It's like, you cannot let those thoughts yes. come into your mind. But oh I, I do feel like just being able to receive this gift as it's being poured out, I think that that and forgiveness, being able to forgive mm. ourselves and not have any shame. God hasn't called us to have shame, but to be, so to be free and have no chains. And so um, I think that that's a big that's thing great. that keeps people from really stepping out and receiving God's love fully right. is, is our history or our past yeah. or if we, or our checklist of things that we feel like we, if somebody was wanting to receive something from us, we might have a checklist, but God doesn't. He just gives it to us for free for, wow. for, because he loves us. Wow. So. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful. I mean, it, it puts us all on the same playing field, doesn't it? You know, I mean, it's like how it, you, know, you think about the scripture, how for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's kind of like we're all we're all in the same position. So, you know, yeah. now we're all in a position to receive his grace and his righteousness, Absolutely. not based on what we do, you know, but Absolutely. based on the finished Not work. based on our families. Yeah. It's not based on whether we think we have a great family or not. The blood of Jesus has brought us into one family, yeah. and there's no such thing as, um, you know, being born in the wrong family or not. We're born again into the right family. Wow. Always. So great. Thank you, Lord. This is incredible. And so, Jenny, tell us, um, you know, maybe just I'd love to hear about what Uganda was like. Tell us just like how long you were there and what you were doing, maybe some of the things that touched your heart while you were there. I would just love to hear it. Yeah. Well, I went with my cousin, Courtney. She has a ministry called the Reaction Tour. So basically, a team of us went out, and she has sports camps in different places. And so 
um, soccer's a big deal over there. And so there were, there was soccer, there was basketball, there was volleyball. They didn't ask me to do sports. So <laughs> do you like sports? Are you a sports uh, Yeah. I mean, I was a cheerleader, so it's up to whoever's <laughs> listening, whether they think cheerleading's a sport or not, whatever. Um, you guys but, have to weigh in I if mean, cheerleading is a sport. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got some black eyes back in my cheer days, but oh my God. anyway, oh my yeah, God. so it's pretty intense. Um, but anyway, I ended up, I was with my friend Kate helping her lead, um, a book, a class about inner beauty and beauty. So, um, I, and then I was able to minister on the whole gathering or the whole assembly. We talked about the father's love and I spoke about that, which I feel like is a major, Mm, you know, call what God has asked me to do is show his love to people. So, um, it was just amazing to see these these youth just open their hearts to the gospel, open their heart to the Father, and really have fun doing it. We had so many testimonies. One kid got healed of HIV, um, which is awesome. Wow. Um, And then, uh, you know, for me, it was really amazing because I felt God did things totally unexpected and I was able to um mm. you know really speak one on one with a lot of the kids and about the father um wow. and so I just I had many overwhelming moments personally where I was just crying like god you would ask me to do this and wow. I'm it's like the biggest honor wow. so Anyway, um, oh that was such a great trip, and I'm so proud of my cousin. She's 22 and, you know, changing the world, so it's oh pretty amazing. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Now, so. and can you tell us also a little bit, I know for everyone listening, it sounds like we're talking about all over the world, but now Jenny's also doing things in Greece, yes. and they're pretty amazing, so we're going to bounce from Uganda to Greece. Um this is so incredible, Jenny, just what, what you're doing. So will you tell us a little bit, just kind of the story of what led you to Greece and what you're doing there? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, I, um, I went to Greece for the first time um, in October of 2014. Okay. And I was just going and going to speak at a youth conference over there. So um, and prior to this, probably two years well, okay. You have to help me because I like can share so many details. So I'm trying to make it concise. I love the details. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll have like an extended length version, like a DVD definitely. extras. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I was writing ABBA, I wrote the book to young people whose parents went through divorce, and then I wrote a little book like this small. You can fit it in your pocket, pass around like candy. Um, a mini book just about the father's love. Okay. And um, so when I was when I started when God started opening my heart about His love as the Father and how He adopted us and took us from this place of darkness and translated us to a new family into His kingdom of light. I was, he was showing me all these things. And as he was showing me his love, the love of the father, he opened my heart to hear the cry of the orphan. And, um, I, so he started stirring my heart adoption and all these, the orphan and the fatherless. And so everything I could get my hands on about the orphan, I would look at in adoption. And, you know, I was at the time, I think I was like 20 six and uh, or 25 when he started stirring my heart for the fatherless right and 
you know, I'm like 25, single girl at the time. And I didn't really, I mean, it in my life stage, it didn't look like someone that was ready to adopt a child. And people have asked me, like, would you adopt? I was like, if the Lord opened up, I totally would, whatever he wants. Wow. But I didn't yeah. feel like I was in the place um, to do that. Right. But he stirred the orphan in my heart. So anyway, two years passed. Mm. And... I'm in this, I'm speaking at this conference in Greece. And so we're driving back from this conference. And I asked the family I work with, they have an organization out there and help women who have been um, abused. Mm. And I asked them, I said, are there a lot of abandoned children in Greece? And they said, yeah, there's so many. And uh, orphanages are having to turn kids away. And so um, out of my mouth, which it came from the heart of God, I know, because I wouldn't. I've had this idea. Mm. Um, but I said, well, let's start an orphanage. And as soon as I said it, just like when I said that about the book, the book. it yeah. was like this fire started in my heart, this fire of assignment that I just knew, okay, this is from the heart of God. Because I think sometimes you can have good ideas yeah. and that just comes from your head. But then there can come ideas that like spring up out of your heart and you just know this has the presence and the hand of God mm. on it. And so from that, that's when God's, like started this home in my heart for Greece. And um, at the time, the financial crisis was bad, but it's not as bad as it was is now. Mm. Um, didn't know anything about the refugee crisis. So um, anyway, as time has gone on, God has just showed me, first of all, the name of the home is going to be Abba House. And awesome. uh, my so heart good. for it is that the children that come into Abba House, that they would not be raised with the identity of an orphan, but that they would be raised with the identity of being a child of God. Because when we come to Jesus and are in this new family, no matter what, we're no longer orphans. Jesus said, I will no longer leave you an orphan. I will come to you. Mm. So, um, you know, now with the refugee crisis, it looks like we're going to be able to help these refugee kids that are coming in. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's in the ground level and just in the beginning yeah. stage of like yeah. working yeah. out details and, um, but God set up a beautiful team and it's his heart. It's the heart of the father. So it's one of those things. It's impossible without him, but I don't want anything else. Wow. And, so. and Jenny, will you tell the story? Cause I think this just resonates or will resonate with so many people listening about when you were at the table, um, with the builder and he's like speaking Greek to you and you have like your laptop. Oh my gosh, you guys, yes. this is the funniest story ever. So you should tell it obviously. Cause oh, was not totally. <laughs> okay. So I was in Greece and we were looking at land. Um, and I remember, uh, first of all, Greece is like, it's beautiful. Um, but anyway, we were looking at land and the best food in the world. In the world. I mean, oh my gosh. I'm not moving there for the food, but <laughs> but you are. No. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I have to check my heart on this like, Lord, is this about the food or is it about the fatherless? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But it definitely is a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus loves me. Um so anyway, I'm sitting at the table with these builders and first, yes, they're speaking in Greek and um like way over my head this language. And so I'm just sitting there and my friend is speaking with them. 
and I'm just sitting there with my laptop and they're speaking, like telling me, you know, how much things are going to cost and talking about like government procedures. And here I am like having no earthly idea how any of this stuff works. And so it is way over my head, everything they're talking about over my head. And I'm just sitting there like typing, thinking these are the thoughts that I had. If these people knew how much I have no idea what they're talking about, and also how much money I have in my bank account, they would get up right now and leave, but I'm not going to let them know. Like, I'm just going to keep typing. Like I'm like a really awesome businesswoman and I'm just going to keep typing. Like I know what they're talking about, but literally had no idea but I just knew like you know God I just know God you're gonna do this so um, I love yeah I was just like I would they would get up oh yeah that's really good Opa yeah Opa (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it's so I but I just love that story because it's it's so true though I mean sometimes when you're stepping out in faith and there's like all this chatter around us that's like we have no all saying all these things that we have no idea how that's going to happen or any earthly idea how it's going to come to fruition but you're just sitting there typing just yeah what is someone said don't let the devil see you sweat or something like that yeah it's totally like okay I'm just my hope is in God my trust is in God and he knows everything so and it's good I'm grateful for the people around me like that know what they're talking about so (laughs) yeah and you have plans to move there right in June yeah I'm moving in June so it's pretty exciting exciting yeah yeah Yeah. getting my last uh target trips in and my last like ordering on Amazon Prime those are two things that I'm (laughs) like oh lord America is sometimes so convenient yeah but right right yep so (laughs) what would you say Jenny to people who you know maybe maybe have these dreams in their heart, you know, I mean, that just to do something amazing. I mean, they, you know, I loved how you said that, you know, sometimes you have, we have these ideas in our heads, but sometimes when something is very much resonating inside of your heart and you, you sense it's from the Holy Spirit, what do, what do you do next? You know, I mean, just like there are people out there, I think with just dreams and desires and, you know, things they've never told anybody. Uh, but, could change the world, you know, what, what yeah. would you say to somebody who may be sort of feeling stuck in some of those things? Yeah, um, I would say to take a look and see what God has put in your hand today. And whatever he's put in your hand today, ask, have I been faithful with what he has assigned me to do today. I think that, um, you know, people have big dreams and visions and people should have big dreams and visions, but oftentimes they neglect. What is it God has put in my hand today? Because he's not asking me to be faithful with what he has not put in my hands. He's just Mm. asking me to be faithful with what he's put in my hands today. And the truth is that when we give that to him as an offering, we see that, Whatever we've given to God as an offering, whatever's given to Jesus, he's faithful to expand Mm. and increase. Um, I think about the parable of the talents Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I think about the little boy who gave his lunch to Jesus. You know, he didn't have 12 baskets full of food. He had his lunch, but that's what he offered to Jesus. And Jesus was faithful to take those things and expand it and increase it. 
And I feel like it's the exact same thing with our hearts and our lives. Jesus isn't asking us to, Mm. you know, do these huge, massive things in a day. He's asking us to be faithful with what he's placed in our hands. And I can guarantee you that if people have big dreams in their heart, he's asking them to step out a little bit into faith. And he'll take that obedience and expand the effectiveness in ways that you could not even imagine or comprehend. Wow. But I, that's what I would say is it's not something that he's not asking us to, yeah. to do something that he hasn't enabled us to step out into faith. Fantastic. Oh, so good. So. so good. Well, Jenny, how can we just get behind what you're doing? You know, like how can we learn more about the orphanage and the refugees in Greece? And yeah. um, I know you have a conference too. So h- tell us yeah. like just how we can stay in touch with you, learn more about your ministry. Um, the best, well, there's social media. If you yeah. want to follow Love to the Nations, um, the Instagram is Love to the Nations. Great. Glad nobody took that one. <laughs> um, and then Twitter is love to like the number two, but love to the nations.com. You can find all okay. of that information, how to partner, get news, give anything. Great. Um, yeah. So that would probably be the best way uh, to connect. Okay. And Facebook, we have Facebook, any social media yeah. outlet. That we try. <laughs> we're, we're all over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. This has been so just encouraging and inspiring, and I think just so faith-building. So I am just so happy and just so grateful for your friendship. So thankful for your friendship. I can't wait to see you. I can't. (laughs) Yes, and I love what you're doing. Oh, thanks, Jenny. Awesome. Awesome. Well, till next time, we will um, we will see Jenny again. Thank you.